Welcome, everyone, to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Music. My name is Ian. And my name is Dave. Once again, Dave, we are sick as motherfuckers. Dude, it's incredible. The hits keep on coming. Yeah, never fucking stops. Like, when is this winter going to let the fuck up? I don't know, man. I know all the kids upstairs have this disease like called Fifth's disease. Like, what? it's disgusting. Oh, my yeah, God. Dude. I don't even know what that is. It only... Only kids get it. it's like these like red splotchy things like all over them when they get when they get hot. What? And they have a fever, so they're all hot. For more cowbell? Pretty much. Oh, terrible. Oh, we'll get the cowbell later on the, later in the episode. <laughs> you already know where I'm going with that. I do, I do. But terrible joke on my part. I apologize, everybody. Dave, we have a shit ton to get to, but I know you want to talk a little iTunes. Obviously, our voices are going to be a little fucked up once again. That's what happens when the temperature goes from, you know, 10 degrees to 60 and then back to fucking 10 degrees. Yeah, that's that's Ohio to blame. And Massachusetts, apparently. And Massachusetts, yeah. So, Dave. F- fuck those states. You tease me with an iTunes story, so let me have it. All right, man. You're not going to believe this. I'm not. And I don't believe it yet. I don't. So... Right before the show, I told you to download or try to find this Hellion song, okay? Right. And I found it, but they're in a different time zone. And I don't know if it was readily available here, but somehow it was leaked onto Apple Music for just not even kidding five minutes, okay? <laughs> so so I download it. I have it. I go back to listen to it again. Apple has erased all my music. I have zero music, and I'm unsubscribed to every podcast. Wait. How are you going to get the new episode of the show? <laughs> I, 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 I resubscribed to all my podcasts because there's like maybe five. Sure. And my music, man, I don't know. Is this the time where I switch to Spotify or do I seriously download all this shit again? Well, you need to email them and say what the yeah. fuck happened. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it was. Maybe like it, it was right after I downloaded that song too. Like it was something time zone related that was like against the rules because it let me know, like this is only available in so-and-so time, whatever right now, but I still, well, it didn't tell me when I downloaded it, when I went back to find it, it told right. me that. And then well, all my shit's gone. I mean, let's be honest with everyone out there in podcast land. All of your music was deleted except for the new U2 album. Oh, oh it's still there. <laughs> <laughs> and water parks oh yeah <laughs> definitely dave my brain still hurts a little bit i don't know what's going on in my head still feel a little ill yeah Maybe that's why we're sick a little iffy yeah <laughs> <laughs> bits never end people never end yep. last week's show put us under <laughs> down under 
Yeah. Oh, wow. These are terrible <laughs> fucking jokes, man. We really are sick. All right. You know what, man? Let's get to some scene news and let's kind of clear our heads a little bit. All right. We can try. Scene news time. So we begin scene news tonight with, I think, what Ty called a tweef. Ooh. <laughs> T-W-E-E-F. Maybe that's what the kids are calling it these days. It's a Twitter beef. And we don't have yeah. time to say Twitter beef. This is a tweef. Nope. A tweef. So we all know that Code Orange actually lost their bid at the Grammys. And we had our whole Grammy discussion last week. So we're not going to go over that again. But we're going to talk about Code Orange in new songs as well. The first story, though, is about Of Mice and Men. And who in the band was the one who did the tweet? Um, Alan Ashby. Right. Alan tweeted out, If Code Orange should have won a Grammy, then Norma Jean should have won a Grammy back in the day. Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Which, to yeah. me... I don't know why so many question marks, nor do I understand a statement going into a question like that. Yeah, uh, I didn't understand to take it as a compliment if I was Code Orange or to take it offensive as they did. Well, And yes. reply with eat shit. Yes. <laughs> what a great reply from Code Orange. Yeah. Just eat shit. <laughs> it was a very weird tweet to put out. If he had said something like, and I know, come on, people write out Twitter things all the time. Like, they don't really think about it. You know, it's not often well-crafted jokes unless they're coming from at Ian Hates Podcast. For sure. We all know that. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. If he had said, hey, I love that Code Orange was nominated for a Grammy. I wish way more bands that I think are awesome were nominated for Grammys. Like, the way Norma Jean should have been. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, like that would have been sure. completely upfront, be like, hey, this is great music. I also want other great music nominated. But once again, let's just quickly say it. No one in our scene should give a shit about any awards whatsoever. We've gone over that a million no. times. Yeah. So this whole thing, <laughs> like, I understand Code Orange hitting back at them, but a mice of men should have kept their fucking mouth shut anyways. Yeah. It's really ridiculous on both ends. It shouldn't be in our news feed, but since it's fun to cover, we're going to cover it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's fun, yeah. Right. And then other people were like sticking up for Of Mice and Men and saying that I'm sure they didn't mean it that way. But I think the main thing you can say right away was that Alan once again tweeted after someone was like, hey, what the fuck, dude? He's like, yeah. once while watching them side stage, their bass player threw his bass and screamed at whoever to get a new one, ha, 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 ha. So I got to stick up for my dude. That was whack. Uh-huh. First of all, they lose major points for saying whack. Yeah, definitely. Let's put that out there right now. I mean, I make terrible jokes, but I also don't say whack. I don't use the word whack. No. <laughs> but then the guy who he was talking about is like, it's true. The, the bass player from Code Orange was yelling at me to give him a bass. And like, I don't even play bass. It's like, whatever. And what I do love is that Code Orange just wrote back again, keep talking. That's all. Like, if they're really going to have some type of fisticuffs, uh-huh. that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Well, they got to realize that if they're picking fights, one of them has Jack Black on their team. <laughs> you know, pick your battles, man. 
always back to the Jack Black. <laughs> I don't think he's a fighter. He's a lover. Uh, he was in a wrestling movie. What was that? Nacho Libre? Ugh, please. <laughs> he was also in a movie where he saw fat and ugly women as beautiful and attractive. Yeah, he did. What a weird message that movie had. So fucking <laughs> weird. Anyway, anyway, we could talk about Jack Black all day. But I would really hope that Code Orange does get to do something to them in the future. That would be amazing to me. Yeah. I'm sure these bands will run into each other within, probably this summer. You know, one of those like rock festival things. Right. At some point, I'm sure it'll happen. Yep. So we're just going to quickly mention this. But the drummer from The Ghost Inside is actually going to be releasing his own EP. That's always good to hear. Yeah, it's awesome that he's going to be able to do this after all the rehabilitation and all the years where he's been fighting to get back to form and everything. The only thing about it is it's going to be an instrumental. Yeah. And you know how we feel about instrumentals. You know how we feel about instrumentals. (laughs) So it's awesome that he's doing this, but... Yeah, so coming back from what what they've been going through... What would you say that like his position in the band is the most like physically tasking? Yeah. Drumming. Yeah, so that's yeah. yeah, definitely. So I feel like this EP is even bigger because he's the drummer. Right. <laughs> no, I can agree with that. And well, yeah. I'm sure we'll listen to it for sure. Yeah. It's just not something that we normally gravitate to. Yeah. But good for him though. Yeah. We haven't covered any instrumentals for a while. No, we normally kind of listen to them and go, nope, because what are you going to say about it? (laughs) Like, Nick Nocturnal is probably the closest, but there were some actual tracks in there with vocals. Yeah, he throws some mixes in there every now and then. Right. Now a quick announcement as well. Warp Tour is doing their big lineup reveal on March 2nd. Counting down the days. Any, uh, what are you expecting? Anything really big? I know some bands that will not be on it. And I know some bands that will be on it. I am not at liberty to talk about it. Okay. So um, I'm excited to hear this because earlier today I listened to uh, the Skinny with Mike and Adam. and They were making bets. They make like a bet Ah. system at the end of the year. Okay. They were betting on who would be on the lineup and who wouldn't be. So I'm excited to see who comes through with that one. That's a good bit. It's a shame I don't steal bits. Otherwise, I would steal that one. (laughs) It's pretty damn good. Uh, not gonna lie, there's some fun. I mean, they even bet on movies too, so that was right up your alley. Well, that's true. Well, Warp Tour's right. Justice Look, League. Yeah, I already bought my ticket for Warp Tour. I got the pre-order. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So for sure, I'm gonna be there. It's just, you know, I know some bands. There are others I don't, but I'm not allowed to talk about. It. I know that sounds like a tease, like I'm being a dick, but I really can't actually talk about it. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna okay. be very, very interesting. That usually when you wor- use the word interesting, Ian, I kind of worry. <laughs> you should. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I should. <laughs> yep. But obviously, we will have a lot of coverage coming up when that lineup is announced. Oh, yeah. That'll be a good episode. Finally. <laughs> and last up, maybe a debate, maybe not. I've never asked your opinion on this. So this is a brand new story. That's been going around now for the last week, maybe. It turns out that Best Buy is going to be phasing out selling actual albums. And then also places like Target are asking for like an ultimatum, basically, of record labels where if they don't sell albums, 
the labels would actually buy them back. Ooh, this is um, a long time coming, I guess. I mean, I'm not too surprised over it. Um, I've I've never bought a CD other than at a merch table, so. I have definitely purchased albums at a Best Buy or something. If there's some special edition, I'll yeah, do something like I, that. I would go for that. But it's few and far between. So for me, uh-huh. and maybe the same for you, I really don't need a physical CD. Like, at all. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't need a physical CD. Vinyl is a different story. CDs I really don't need. Yeah, I don't even really need vinyls. The only reason why I do that collection I've talked about on the show is I buy a vinyl from every one that I've had on the show. Yeah. So any Ian Hates conversation, yeah, yeah. it's like a cool collection. Yeah, it's more of a collector type of thing. And it's like bigger and, you you know, you can hold it. It's just cooler. Yeah, I would say in a way it's more like an art because you get the full album in almost a poster-sized form. So it's something you can display, you know, you can talk about, whatever. Physical CDs, I couldn't care less like i do buy at merch tables but normally they just get left in the plastic because i'm gonna get a download code or i'm listening on spotify whatever works and what people have to remember is sure maybe you can't go to best buy but what they're gonna do is continue what they've been doing ship out physical cds you know after the start date or after or after the release date and send you the download code on the release date. So you're still going to get the physical CD. You can still buy that from the actual band or the label or whatever. Yeah. And, man, I don't know about you, but I'm so nervous about those pre-orders. And I don't really like buying things, especially vinyl online. I'd much rather buy everything in person. I don't feel the same way. I will tell you, I have been really fucked a bunch of times. And I'm not ready to talk about some of them. I'm waiting on a Christmas present. So, yeah, yeah. I swear I am. I ordered it um, November 20th. Still waiting. There was a band on this show that I love. Yeah. That I ordered things in July and they are wow. still not here. That's incredible. Yep. Also, another band that I've had on the show and the vinyl still isn't here. And I ordered that probably six months ago. Is this, are they from the same company? No. Damn it. Okay. Nope. So, yeah. All right. Well, yeah, I've Shit had some good luck and bad luck with different um, merch online stores. Yeah, and there are awesome people that do merch like Revival, where I always okay, get my yeah. shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's uh, always going to be a back and forth. Like we've talked about before, there have been Kickstarters that I haven't gotten anything for, and then there have been awesome ones that I have. Well, yeah, that, it sucks, man. I, I, I've called and tried to cancel the order, and they just said, "Oh, it'll be there tomorrow." It's, it's no, it's never, never. even, it's never shipped. Right. Yeah, for sure. So So they're lying. Right. I understand that there are some people that do enjoy having something physical in their hands. For me, that's not a big deal. I used to like where I could get an album and then look up the lyrics in the book. Most of the time now, though, bands don't even do that. And you can find most of the lyrics online. It's very true if it's a smaller band, maybe you can't. But normally you can. Even Bandcamp has lyrics most of the time for every track. Yeah. Um I think two of yeah, I think two of my vinyls have the um like a lyric sheet in there but one doesn't. So yeah. I mean what I would say is this is going to go in that kind of hipster niche type audience where you'll have a store that does cassettes, vinyls, <laughs> CDs <laughs> and laser disc porn. 
<laughs> all yes. together um, under one roof finally uh, oh definitely it'll all be there i had a feeling that dave and i were on the same page with this yeah all right man so really that is the end of scene news i think we're trying to change things up a little bit because really everyone gets this news right away and the show comes out later on in the week so most of the time people know about everything that's going on. I don't really want to read lists of upcoming albums. I don't really want to talk about random bands that are in studio. If we have a lot to say about it, that's fine. Yeah. But in general, it's like just reading headlines and like saying, okay, this is coming out this time, this is coming out another time. I don't think we have to waste our time with that. If we have a real conversation about something, I think that's yeah. the best way to do it. Yeah, if we have something to debate over in the news, which you and I are usually on the same wave, wavelength with most of these news stories, we're just kind of wasting time disagreeing. <laughs> right. Yeah. So if anyone really likes a news segment or wants something different, like let us know and we can maybe tweak how we're going to run this. But at least for right now, we have a long list of stories and we're just going to go through the ones that we enjoy and think are worth talking about. And then we're moving on. Sounds like a plan, Stan. Oh, geez. So right now... You're staying now. Yeah, I, I, I guess. So right now, it's time for new songs. New song time, and we begin tonight with Greyhaven, Echo and Dust Part 1. Their upcoming album, Empty Black, comes out on March 16 on Equal Vision Records. Let's take a listen. Next, we have Stone Temple Pilots' Roll Me Under. The self-titled album comes out March 18. Let's take a listen. Next up, we have Senses Fail. New Jersey makes, the world takes. The album, If There Is a Light, It Will Find You, comes out February 16 on Pure Noise Records. Let's take a listen. Now we've got the new one from Happy Hour. This is Night Vibes. Let's take a listen. Night Vibes. 
Now we have Light the Torch, formerly Devil You Know. The new track Die Alone is on the album Revival, coming out March 30th on Nuclear Blast Entertainment. Let's take a listen. It marks me And every day I curse Next, we have The Plot New, Disposable Fix. The album Dispose comes out February 16 on Fearless Records. Let's take a listen. She knows, she knows. Blow out straight to my brain. What's best when she's complaining? Ooh, ooh. Now we've got the new one from Alisana. This is Madeline. The EP, The Lost Chapters, comes out March 30th or possibly April 6th on Revival Recordings. Let's take a listen. Next, the new one from The Hunting Circus. This is Priorities. Let's take a listen. Now you got the new one from Boys of Fall. This is Chasing Lonely. Let's take a listen. Now the new one from Fosmo, F-O-Z-M-O, with Home. Let's take a listen. This empire of film is starting to clot. 
Now we have the new I Set to Kill. This is Not Sorry. The new self-titled album comes out on February 16 through Century Media Records. Let's take a listen. Now we have American Avenue featuring Joey Varela of Varsity. This is a cover of Make War by From First to Last. Enjoy. I wish the truth could do to you What your Snapchat put me through Now we have Paul Bartolome featuring friend of the show JT Tolas. This is End of the World. Enjoy. Next, we have The Secret Destroyers with Miss Monotone. This band includes current and former members of I Set to Kill. Let's take a listen. So 
Now we've got the new one from Nothing Nowhere. This is Waster. Let's take a listen. Now we got the new one from Friday Giants. This is What May Come. Let's take a listen. And that's worse than being lonely. Someone saw me die tonight. But I can't control, I cannot accept. Cause I'm worthless, shameful. I'm grown tired of this. Please tell me this. Now we got the new one from Cross Your Fingers. This is Prey featuring Franz. Let's take a listen. And finally tonight, we have the new one from Code Orange. This is Only One Way. Let's take a listen. Dave, a long list of new songs. Tell me your thoughts. Where to begin? Um, so many places. That Nothing Nowhere song sucks. I'll say that. If you don't like Nothing Nowhere, you're not going to like that track. That is for sure. Yeah, that, that song sucks, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's no other way for me to say it. I gotcha. Uh, I gotcha. I've just been really smashing the play button on the Happy Hour song. I really sure. like that one. And it's not available on Apple Music. And if I did have it on Apple Music, now I don't. Now you don't. Right. Um, oh, geez. So uh, this band, uh, Friday Giants, they're more of like a, a smaller band. But mm-hmm. I really like the direction they're going. Nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's one for us to talk about. Really, <laughs> really nice. Uh, the Plot and You, man. Yes. What do you think? Lots and lots of mixed reviews out there. I know. This was probably the most different song Landon has ever put out. Other than his side projects. That's what I was going to say, yeah. It, it kind of felt like a side project, maybe like some of his solo stuff. Right. 
And I think I just tripped up on that, but my voice is just going in and out. Ugh, see, in and out. But <laughs> I enjoyed it. Like I liked what he was doing. I don't mind. See, that's what we've talked about so many times. Like it's it kind of fucking annoying. If a band does something different, but they do it well, I am all on board with that. Yeah, they they executed that one perfect. Yeah, even like making it the third single. That was if this good. would have been the lead single, that wouldn't have gone over well. Well, it would have been tougher for people to really acclimate themselves to it. But yep. seeing and hearing those first two singles, you're like, okay, they're definitely going in a different direction. There's still some heavy there, but we can see they're working in a lot more. So this wasn't necessarily as much of a surprise, which is a good way to do it. I really like it. I don't understand. I don't know. I, I shouldn't say that. I do understand when people don't like tracks like this. That's not surprising to me. If they want yeah. old Plot New, that's fine. But Plot New have been changing all the time. Their last two yeah. albums, like the one that's coming out and then the past one, they're so different from their original sound. They're so different. Oh my gosh. So different. And, and for a good good reason. <laughs> Absolutely. So I wouldn't be surprised if they continued to change to what they really wanted to do. I don't know. We're going to talk about it later as well, I think, in album reviews. But yep. this, to me, is different than a Sleeping With Sirens or a Fallout Boy or something like that. This is doing a change in music better than yeah. those bands do. Yeah. And if anyone has the time to look through like the lyrics of any of his songs, he is for sure not trying to please any scene or anyone. No. And they're doing what the fuck they want to do. Right. No, for sure. It's just funny to see some people really, really hate it. And other people are like, holy shit, I can't believe I've been sleeping on this band. Yeah, I can't, really I can't play the music video around the kids, though. <laughs> no, I would not recommend that. <laughs> Hell no. Also, Alisana. Yep, Apparently, and this is weird, I'm getting mixed things here, but it says in our sheet that they're doing the Lost Chapters EP in April. I saw something else saying March 30th. So I don't know if it has to do with like Spotify or something like that, whatever. Yeah. It might be okay. that. But... I did not originally think that they were going to be releasing that EP. I thought that was a special thing for people that bought Origins. I know. Uh, I don't know how I'd feel about it if it's released, you know? I almost would rather it be you had to purchase it type of thing, you know? I did like that, but I also want people to hear how good it is because it's fucking yeah. awesome. It really is. Uh -huh. So, I mean, you just heard another track from it. That track's fucking awesome. Yep. So... You know, we'll see. That means, I guess, we get to review it, even though that was on my best list for 2017. <laughs> so, we do get to do that. That's good. There's also a couple more, too. I yeah. like the Fosmo song, Home. Yep. Very emo pop punk, right? Yep. Can't go wrong there. Yeah, for sure. I Set to Kill, coming back. Sounded a little bit more radio rock. You did, yeah. But I'm okay with that. I mean, they have changed as a band. Yeah. They're, they're definitely, uh, like... Age-wise, I'm not sure how old those members would be, but I think their taste has definitely changed. Yeah, they've got to be in their 30s, I would assume. Yep. I like the Hunting Circus, too. Whatever yeah, me that, too. Whatever that band is. Agreed. I also like Greyhaven. Yeah. And, you know, I want to get some of these out of the way. I liked a lot of these this week. I thought a lot of these tracks were really damn good. I did want to mention, before I get to a main thing I want to talk about, I loved, you know, any song featuring Franz. I'm a yeah, big fan of, so cross your fingers well done on that one you know they even got him for the music video so that was yep. pretty damn funny the code orange song okay once again just 
throwing in random tempo changes and crazy sounds. <laughs> it's all over the place. Really, it is. And it yep. had a very big new metal flair to it as well. Yeah. And I think we mentioned like months ago that they could go in a different direction eventually. Right. And they definitely will. But what I yep. liked hearing from them was that they're going to be releasing more music in less time because they don't like the ideas of having the big breaks in between major releases. Yeah. So I like that. Yeah. I do like if that. If you're a Code Orange fan, that's really, really, really good to hear. Yeah. And I like that track too. I'm just going to point out how random they are starting to be. Yeah. I also like to mention friend of the show, JT Tolis, in yep. the Paul, what is that, Bartolome? <laughs> I was gonna. I was hoping you'd say it because uh, I have Paul no Bartolome. I want to say that okay. because it's not Loma. So Paul Bartolome. That was a very strange song because that seems just be one guy. Yeah. So I don't know if this is another Nick Nocturnal thing where it's like he does the instruments and then he brings in guest vocalists, which is cool. So yeah, maybe. Now I want to ask you. There's one track that I really want to talk about. Is there anything else you want to go over before we hit that track? Oh, boy. Um, I'm trying to guess which one you're going with. Uh, <laughs> all right, just tell me. That American Avenue yeah. featuring yeah. Joey Varela of Varsity. By the way, Varsity changed their name to V-R-S-T-Y. <sighs> okay. I'm not sure why. I'm sure it's a marketing nope. thing. Yep. But, dude, and I'm saying dude a lot. That's how, that's how like, hyped up I am. Okay. That fucking cover is fucking amazing. You're going to give it your your cover approval stamp, huh? One of the best covers I've ever heard. I found this on Facebook when it first came out because, um, of course, I've, I like Varsity. So I listened to it pretty early on, and mm -hmm. I was really hoping to see it on the list, and I did. So Yeah. Oh, no. I, I you enjoy that. Shared it around everywhere as soon as I heard it. That's called making a cover your own. Yep. I don't Text know how right else. There. Yeah. How else do you do it? If people need to look, there are certain people in the industry that are amazing at covers. Our last night, Cole Rowland, Lauren Babick, like those are definitely like high tier people. Yeah. You can yep. now add American Avenue to that list. They did it. That's for sure. And having Joey do such an amazing job on that is fucking awesome. Uh -huh. I can't even say how awesome it was. If people haven't listened to that full track, you need to listen to that. Yeah. Is this one available through like all platforms? Do you know? It's on Spotify. I'm assuming you can buy it on iTunes. And then there's YouTube video. The YouTube video yeah. is relatively simple. But I think okay. that was the point. Like I don't think if Joey had been walking around the streets of New York or something, I don't think that would have worked for this. Him smoking a cigarette on the couch. Yeah. And singing the song made sense. Yep. I was going to say, I only watched it on YouTube, so... Right. They took, for anyone who hasn't listened, you have to listen to this. They took Make War by From First to Last, which is one of the best singles of 2017. They took yep. that song that's so crazy lyrically already. <laughs> yeah. Took it and put it to piano. Yep. And made it a painfully soulful song. Yep. Like, it was that, so well not, done. It's not easy to do either. You have to be creative to do that. Very, very creative. You have to have a really good voice. You have to be able to pull that shit off. And Joey and American Avenue just do it right. 
they nailed it. Um, I, I would definitely put that in my top three. I can't believe I didn't mention that one. Well, I figured when I was like, I'm holding off to talk about one and you didn't know what I was talking about. That's a little weird. <laughs> I, I, I guess I forgot. It was so good. I honestly forget it's a cover. One of those songs, you know. Very true. So yeah, everyone, definitely make sure not only that you check out this cover. So it's Make War by From First to Last by American Avenue featuring Joey Varela of Varsity. Make sure you check out the other stuff that American Avenue has. And obviously, check out Varsity. We've talked about them on the show a bunch of times, actually. Still looking forward to new material from them. But if I keep on getting this stuff, too, I'm going to be fine. Yeah, I'm okay with that. So, yeah, man, I was really looking forward to talking about that track. And I'm already feeling my voice, like, going. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck, man. And I have an interview tomorrow. I have a Ian Hates conversation with another great band. Ooh. I was at the bar on Sunday, the bar, and I did something I have never done in my life. I ordered a tea. No way. That's sick, huh? Well, it's not like I don't feel sick. It's just my voice. It's just like throat shit. Like that's what it is. All throat, nasal. Yeah, I don't think I sound nasally, but maybe I do. I don't know. I do. I know I do. I've accepted that. We've accepted it. But yeah, man. I've only had tea twice in my life. <laughs> and that was, it's really? so gross. Dude, I live off of tea. Dude, tea is so fucking gross. <laughs> I, I've never had coffee. <laughs> Hate it. Anyway, sorry. Sidetrack. Sidetrack. We got so much more to talk about. So, Dave, guess what? What? It's time for our favorite part of the show. All right, Dave, it is album review time. We threw away a bunch of albums this week, and we said we are focusing on three. And I made a big tease on Facebook, and I think maybe on Twitter, Uh that finally you and I would be going one-on-one on an album review. So obviously, we have to leave that for the end. That's the way these things work. Sounds good. So let's start off with Rivals. Damned Soul on Smart Punk Records. This is Dark Pop from L.A. And I think Dark Pop is a great way to describe them. And that's directly from their Facebook page. Ooh, that's a, that's a new little subgenre. Yeah, I like it. I definitely do. Yeah. This is their first full-length album. Ten tracks, no filler. It is a female-fronted band. Her name is Kaylee. I'm a big fan of her voice. I'm a big fan of her vocals. And I said it when I heard their first single. Yep. This band is going to be fucking huge. Yeah, I do remember that. And I'm pretty sure I was right. Yeah, I think they deserve to be huge too. Yeah, this is a really good album. Now, I will preface this to everyone. The three albums that we're talking about aren't necessarily very heavy. No. So I would not consider this album heavy. There aren't really breakdowns, even though it says dark pop. It's, you know, pop rock. Yeah, it's aggressive dark pop because there are plenty of guitars. There's also going to be electronics. There's actually electronics in all three of these. Yep. 
So they do rely on that a little bit, but it's not overwhelming. And you really can't get away from the comparisons between Paramore and Pivris. Like, it's definitely going to happen. But I really prefer their sound to either oh, yeah. of those two. Oh, hands down. I don't think it's... For me, it wasn't even a comparison. Really? No. I mean, like, I could hear, like, old Paramore. Right, right, right. And maybe a couple of early Pivris songs. Mm-hmm. But from start to finish the album i would pick this over any of those no absolutely but yeah man it's a really really fun listen i think it's a great debut i would say really the only thing that i would say is maybe an issue maybe an issue for the future that a lot of the tracks seem to blend i was gonna say that oh there you Um, go okay they they, there's a couple that blend especially like middle of the album Mm mm-hmm I'd say like four through eight kind of mashed for me. Sure. Not that I didn't enjoy the song still, but I couldn't tell maybe a difference from like when the new song came on. Right. So, you know, that is an issue sometimes with newer bands. It does happen. I believe they have one EP before this album, but this is definitely going to be their breakthrough. Like, don't be surprised if you start seeing them more places. Yeah. And, and, from what I've been seeing in our uh, social media outlets and where we get music from, I would much rather see this than what we've been uh, accustomed to recently. Right. And I didn't want to bring it up here, but I think it's appropriate. I did see somewhere, because obviously I don't follow any of them on social media, but I laughed out yeah. loud when I saw who's going to be on the next AP cover, but I forgot who I don't it even is. Know. Yeah, I completely oh, forgot shit. who Someone go ahead and look it up and laugh. Like, wow, why are they giving another cover to this person? Oh, boy. I'm nervous. I'm trying to look it up. But... You know it would be great? Even though this band is going to be big, this would have probably been a good time to put them on the cover of something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's the kind of push that a Pivris. new band. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's Pivris. Again, because why not, right? I mean, it's not like yep. their album came out a while back, right? Let's just do it now oh my gosh. in fucking yeah. February and March. Just to refresh your memory, Ian. Here you go. Ah, uh, I see the picture. Yeah, you like that? Well, yeah, she's attractive, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, anyways, I mean, we shouldn't take away from Rivals. I would just like a band like this that you can tell is going to be big. You know, give them a nice push. Like, now is a good push to do it because now is when their new album came out. Yeah, that, w- that would be too smart. Can't do that. You don't feel like they're being shoved down your throat. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. I, I what what do I know? I'm only one of the smartest what do people. You know? I know. I know. You narrow-minded guy. Oh, damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it, Dave. You're right. But anyways, I recommend this to everyone out there. I understand if you want breakdowns and screaming in your music, this is not the place to have it. But this is a damn good band that does things right. So I would definitely give it a chance. And then I think because. I love this because it's very Dark Tower related. I'm going to play the track, Gunslinger. Yes.
So once again, that's Rivals, Damn Soul, on Smart Punk Records. Next up, we have Amore with Love vs. Logic. This is on Arising Empire Records. This is a hard rock slash post-hardcore band slash alternative rock band from Arizona. This, once again, is their first full-length album, 11 tracks, no filler. They are currently on tour with Beyond Unbroken, that we are both a fan of. I believe this is a three-piece, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah, man, I, once again, really enjoyed this album. Yeah, I I think I added this one to the list when I was, um, spoiler alert, Dave did really enjoy this week's original lineup of albums. And I'm like, (laughs) something's got to save me out there. And more to the rescue, man. I like this one a lot. And it made me like it even more because I didn't expect to find something like this. Yeah, man. I mean, it's melodic. It's catchy. There's a mix of clean and unclean vocals, though. They mostly focus on the clean vocals. Yeah. And I think they sound really good. I think it's a good choice Mm -hmm. for them to do that, for sure. What I thought was interesting was that it's actually... Matt Good, who produced this album, he also helped a tiny bit, I guess, with the songwriting, like keeping everything kind of together. That's pretty interesting to me because you can hear with the way the electronics are that it seems like that's Matt's new thing. Yeah, I was going to say, there's definitely some electronics in there, uh, sometimes heavier than others, but... For sure. It's definitely in there. No, it definitely has... That bring me the horizon feel, a little bit of Asking Alexandria as well, especially, you know, Matt did the new Asking Alexandria. Uh So that does make sense, you know. But I don't think they do it too much. I think they blend it in pretty damn well. Yeah, it's blended in there. It didn't stand out as like a a nuisance to me. So And I think also for a first full length album, once again, this has great production value. Oh yeah. For a debut, this is huge. Right. And I would say also, I don't think the song's really blended. No. You know, not too much, at least. I think the only issue, and once again, I had an issue, like one issue with Rivals. Once again, with this band, with Amore, I think really my only issue is I don't think they did that much to stand out from the pack. Yeah. I think they tried to kind of push the the song that features uh, Telly. Yes. But um, but that's really it. I think that's how I found it, to be honest, too. So I would like to see him push the song of just their own. Well, right. I mean, sometimes having that guest vocal spot really does help. I'm just saying, like, in this scene of almost electronic, post-hardcore, you know, alternative, there are so many bands here that it's tough to differentiate if you don't, you know, go out of bounds, if you don't go out of the lines and make it your yeah. own. So this is relatively safe. Because look, it definitely puts them on our radar. You know, we're going to talk yep. about them. I'm going to be looking for any new music. I'm probably going to want to see them live. Yeah. I wish that whole them and Beyond and Broken tour was coming anywhere near me cuz I love to see both of those bands live. Yeah, that would be a definitely a good one to see, especially if it really is a three-piece. I'll have to look that up again. They probably um, have a touring member. I would guess. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure it is three. Yeah. And last week we had a three piece with uh, Tiny Moving Parts. Yep. And uh, both their shows in Ohio were both sold out. Yep. So. <laughs> Same with the one that's here this weekend. That's good to see, though. Yes, it is, actually. That's very good to see. I just wasn't a fan of their openers. Okay. Yeah. That's the tough one. I, I don't know who their openers were. 
I don't remember now either. People we don't <laughs> talk about on the show, basically. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man. Pretty much. Once again, we're going off track. I guess we've been doing that lately. Anyways, whatever. We're sick. It's fine. Yep. I really liked what Amore did. I would like everyone to definitely check this out. They're definitely on my radar. Looking forward to any new music they have, and I'll keep an eye out for them live. Dave, what track would you recommend? I really like the uh, track three, At Odds with Self. Will do. So once again, that's Amor, A-M-O-R, with Love Versus Logic on Arising Empire Records. All right, Dave, did you do your warm-ups? Are you ready for this? <sighs> I'm ready. Were you shadow boxing? Um, somewhat. <laughs> I have a weird take on it. I will say that. Dave had some very choice words over text message before I had even listened but we are going to be going head-to-head while talking about Don Brocco technology on Sharp Tone Records. This is a multi-genre blending rock band from the UK. It's their third full-length album, 16 tracks, no filler. And once again, we'll state right away, this is a weird band and a weird album. Yeah. We'll put that out, Very. but... Weird to me is not a bad thing. Weird to okay. me is actually a good thing. Okay. So, Dave, okay. I'm going to let you open things up. Okay. Go ahead. All right, Ian. <laughs> so, here's my take on old Don. I'm just going to call it Don. Don Broncos? Yeah, Don Broncos. Mm-hmm. I believe, and I had to really reach out to the Facebook audience a little bit on this one, so... <laughs> I, I, I simply ask people, like, what am I not getting? Because everyone seems to enjoy this band. And I, I'm i struggling, man. Like, I've listened to it. I think my, the problem I'm having is that this is my first introduction to this band, really. Okay. And it's a 16-track album. Like, that's a lot to take in, and it's fucking weird to take in. Um, <laughs> It was almost like an overload of, like, just fucking weird ass songs. Uh, the come out to LA arguably is, uh, I'd say it's, it's not worse than young and menace, but it's close. All right, hold on. Um, no, no, no. I have to at least address that because that was going to come up later. There's no point in me going, Hey, remember when you said this, let's just say it now. Yeah. Yeah. I also don't like the track come out to LA. I think the chorus works for that track. What I would say though is the reason why this is nowhere near as bad as Young Menace is that it's a very sarcastic song. The whole point of the song is not that they love L.A. The whole point of the song is that they fucking hate L.A. and probably don't like the music business that much. So 
it's a mockery of not only the industry, but also people that like Young and Menace. So that's all I'm going to say for that yeah. one. That to mm-hmm. me is smart. Sure, I'm not going to put on that track and enjoy myself, but to take a shot at people like that, I enjoy that. Okay. Um, I, I, I can see that. This is the song was as annoying as hell. Um, I guess the message is a little bit better than what it sounds like. Uh, the I had a problem with the closing track. Um, <laughs> Potty mouth. What the hell? Yeah. Why? Does yours have three minutes of silence? I don't remember. Probably. Man, there's a three three minute with nothing at the end. Like, yeah, there's nothing. I do not. But then it comes that. back on. Oh. Okay. Okay. So that one, that one's weird. And track thirteen with the the goofy ass um symbol. Sure. Which I don't know. Do you know what the symbol is? No. I'm not cool and hip. Okay, and okay, then that leads me real right. There. Cool and hip. That's that, that leads me in. <laughs> I picture when I hear this band, a frat boy who threatens that if you beat him up, his daddy'll sue. So you should probably watch the music videos. And oh man, do you let me write in my next thing? <laughs> I, I, I always investigate music videos and they're weird and they're very different. But I here's my test really when I when I hear these weird bands is I go Don Brocco and I'll type in acoustic, you know? I want to see if they can actually perform these songs, sure. okay? And they fucking could, man. Um, they nailed the acoustic tracks. Yeah. So that's when I made the posts. I, like, <laughs> I made the posts after I heard those because I'm like, so these guys, they're not, they're talented. I can see that. I can hear that. But it's just not my sound. I think at right. the end of the day, I think that's just a me problem. Yes, I think you are often the problem. That is for sure. <laughs> Usually. Yeah. That was a lot less harsh than the things you said to me off air. So I will take it. I mean, it, I still struggled. Right. Like I couldn't finish it. I will take it that you listened more and, you know, found yeah. some things that you could enjoy. Yes, I would say, first of all, this band is extremely talented. It yeah. may not be everyone's sound, though. What I think is very interesting with this band, though, is it's actually kind of similar to certain comedians that might not catch on as much with the mainstream, but comedians like that comedian. So they're a comedian's comedian. Okay. Comedians enjoy some things that the mainstream audience may not. Even though Don Bracco is getting much bigger, especially with Sharp Tone behind them, kind of bringing their album to the States and you know wherever else, this band is a band's band. I can't tell you the amount of bands that were telling me, hey, you have to check out this album. We love this album. This album's so good. Sure, you see bands promote like their friends' bands. Like Black Veil Brides talks about asking Alexandria's new album because they're touring together, you know, like that kind of thing. With this, though, you have bands that have no connection whatsoever to Don Bracco saying, hey, this album is a masterpiece. And that word was thrown around in the comments too. They used the word masterpiece due to come out to LA and potty mouth. I would like right there. I can't ever call that a masterpiece, but I, I mean, I can accept they're talented, but the really the issue is it's not really my sound, but I prefer this over. If this were to come on the radio, I'd prefer this any day over what I would turn on and listen to right now. Well, right. This band shouldn't be in the discussion. 
with a Sleeping With Sirens, a Fall Out Boy, any of the bands that have changed their entire sound. You know what I mean? This is a band who can actually take lots of different genres that might not sound like they should ever be together, put them together, and make them sound coherent. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's it's I the, the genre is uh, one of a one of a kind. Yeah, because so many genres. Yeah, like the only thing I could think of like another band that's like as different as this would probably be um um oh shit. <laughs> Fuck. Uh Dawson Schultz. Um, oh, the ongoing concept. Ongoing concept. That's only In a way. Um, in a way I can definitely yeah. see that. See, and what I will agree with you on for sure is that I also wouldn't have necessarily sought this out because my favorite parts are when they get heavier. My favorite parts are when that guitar really comes in and you're like, holy shit, this is a real rock band. Yeah, it's like a post-hardcore song for a second, but it's not overly aggressive and it's it, it, it definitely has you just wondering what the hell is going on. Well, for sure. But I enjoy that. I enjoy not knowing what they're going to do. I really do. And I think not only are they extremely talented musicians, they're vocalists as well, doing all the different range of vocals that he's doing. I mean, falsettos, he's doing the cleans, you know, he's doing every once in a while there's an unclean, not really though, but all the different stuff that is going on with this band is really fucking interesting. And once again, I know this isn't this isn't a week for breakdowns. This isn't a week for hardcore. You know, it's just not. That's yeah. just the week it is. Yeah. So when we listen to this, we're just like, hey, this is different, but there's something here. And look, people might I know you thought originally when I was like, hey, I like this album, like we're gonna talk about it. And you were <laughs> like, Well, you gotta be fucking kidding me. You know, look, <laughs> we don't do bits on this show. I mean, my head yeah. still hurts a little bit, but we don't really do bits uh-huh. on this show. <laughs> but it's a serious thing. I actually really do enjoy this. And I think what's going to really prove to sorry, <clears throat> my voice is just going crazy. I think what's really going to prove whether this band is good or not to me or has long lasting appeal to me is when I see them live with Our Last Night. Yeah, that was my next question for you. If you were this uh, sold you on going to go check them out. Well, I already have the tickets, so that was going to happen already. But since I believe they are the second to last band, I think this Uh is definitely worth checking out. Because I have to see, can they pull this stuff off live? Because it's got to be weird as fuck. Yeah, people in the comments when I had conversations with, they went crazy over their live performance. They said it was one of the greatest. All right, good. Because that's the thing, man. I mean... It's funny, you look at this as like, oh no, it's 16 tracks. Ah, I can't believe I have to get through it. I look at this and I go, 16 tracks, no filler. This is great. I get to listen to more music. It's almost like the way when we reviewed The Used. And we were like, what is this, like 18 tracks? Wow, this is awful. Or it's so (laughs) mediocre and so who gives a shit that we have to get through this. It's just funny how perspective works on this kind of thing. So sure, it's not your style. I wouldn't normally consider this my style either, but they do such a great job of blending everything together. Like I wouldn't be surprised if I heard like Deathcore in there. I think this I band know. can make it work. That's how crazy it is. It, yeah, I mean, 
I need to. Do you have a chance to look back through their back catalog at all? I haven't yet. I remember listening to some of their stuff before, but now I am definitely going to give their stuff a listen. Okay. For sure. I think this album's fucking great. I wouldn't be surprised if this is really high on people's best albums of 2018 list. That's that's what the word is. Everyone's going crazy over it right now. The rough part for them will be it came out so early in the year. Exactly. But if they keep touring with it, which I'm sure they plan on doing, this is going to do really well for them. Yeah. I, I'd imagine there'll be a... How, how many more tour dates do they have in the show you're going to see? Is it early in their tour? Or? I think it's early in the tour. I was going to say, I figured they have a headliner trying to push this album out come after this this cycle. I think right now it's a co-headlining tour. Okay. So I think Fair they enough. play the same length that Our Last Night plays, I think. Okay. But yeah, I will definitely have a report back to everyone about you know how the live show is. But I don't know, people, go out of your comfort zones a little bit and take a listen to this. This is a band that does the genre blending very, very well. Yeah. I would say it's, it's blended well. It is an acquired but strange taste. <laughs> And that's the thing that has me confused because last week I liked that band, uh, the Marmosets. Sure. And that's that's strange. Right. Yeah, it is. And I love that album. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was surprised that, yeah, this. it didn't latch on to you. But, I mean, obviously I won this debate. So, well done, Ian. <laughs> Everyone check out Don Bracco. And I'm going to play you the track and I'm going to look through here. I think I'm going to go with Pretty. I can make you change. Once again, that's Don Bracco Technology on Sharp Tone Records. How you feeling after that knockout, Dave? Bam! Oh, wheezy. I lost my voice. <laughs> Same here. Same here. Well, we have upcoming albums for February 9th. We've got Good Tiger, Harm's Way, Dashboard Confessional, Stuck Out, Winchester, and Baylor. How many will survive till next week? I do not know. I shudder to think. <laughs> yep. I'm excited for Good Tiger. You know that. That is true. Me too. Well, Dave, we are going to switch things up, and we are not going to do a breakdown from the past. We had such a long show and obviously a weird show from last week that we actually recorded in loving memory but didn't get to put it together. So we're going to actually play that and then go into hopefully a brand new segment that we are waiting for a person to do. So I'm going to say that right now as a maybe that's happening because I don't know for sure. 
We'll see. And obviously, Dave and I are not doing too well on the vocal department, so we're trying to limit things a little bit this week. Yeah, we would make a shitty uh, band member right now if we were a vocalist. Yes. We're sick too much. Yeah, but it's not our fault. We're just living life. I mean, look, I'm doing four podcasts a week, but yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's, I guess, my fault. I don't know. I yell at children, so. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> So many jokes. Okay. I think that's good. Let's get to In Loving Memory, and we will return. You think we're going to kiss your ass since you get a good review in your magazine? Well, you're mistaken, my friend. Take a self-righteous buzzer, wannabe writer, candy-ass pencil. Shove it up your ass! Shove it up your ass, you punk! Shove it up your ass, Jeremy! Shove it up your ass! So we're All right, Dave, in loving memory time, for anyone that doesn't remember what the segment is, every month we go through and we pick two bands that has changed their sound over a certain period of time. Now, it doesn't have to be that they change their sound to something you don't like. A lot of times it may be. But in general, it's just a major sound change. So, Dave, what do you got for me? This one is Breathe Carolina. Oh, shit. I'm sure you're very familiar with their route choice. I am. I feel like they came up around almost the same time as my breakdown from the past did. Like kind of that scene boy type of little phase, you know, mm-hmm. with a uh, hello fascination and stuff like that. Oh, and yeah. then they went this kind of a cool route, you know, with uh, Savages. That one and... track. Yeah. <laughs> that I liked. By the way, I actually, I Dave, you know what? Three. I, I yeah. hate to cut you off. That track right there is exactly what In Loving Memory is because that's them saying, hey, here's a track that you all love that we used to do, but we don't do that anymore, so fuck you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> they, um, man, they do dance music now, man. Like, removed from the scene. Like, right. numerous singles, albums removed. Like... They have a ton of shit out. Like, I'm scrolling and scrolling to finally get to something I'm familiar with. I listened to Hello Fascination. I liked Hello Fascination. I I liked it. Yeah. I mean, it's classy, not classic. Yeah. Yep. For sure. The Birds and the Bees. Oh, I fucking love that song. No, there's some great stuff. I mean, it's always been dancey, but there's always been some element of like scene screamo, you know, in it or something. And yeah, they just completely went away from that. Like, gone. Right. Like, just wiped. And we don't even hear about them anymore. They're on I mean... tour. They actually came close <laughs> really? by. Yeah, I just didn't go. Because I know they wouldn't play anything no. that I would actually like. No. It's just like... Imagine they just, like, DJ weird stuff, you know? Like, there's... It's just so strange, man. Um, funny story behind the birds and the bees. Um, you know that... You remember that song at all? I know about the birds and the bees. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, there's, there's a lyric in that song that says um sneak into your house tonight but it really sounds like stick it in your ass tonight. ah i'm sure that wasn't and on purpose. oh man i had it as my myspace song of course you did and <laughs> i remember my girlfriend at the time listened to it and was so offended and i never understood why <laughs> and that's what she heard it's so <laughs> i can't even think like it's funny the song's called the bird and the bees too i'm, I'm sure they did it on purpose of course but don't mix those lyrics up. It's a big difference. 
Actually, that's a good <laughs> test for whether you want to date that girl or not. Yeah. <laughs> Bottom. Knocked it out of the park. We're no longer together. Yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah, you made the right decision. Well done. <laughs> well done, sir. <laughs> so what band are you putting to rest or bringing up? I think I'm bringing up because okay. the band that I had chosen this week is a band called Motionless in White. Yep. So I don't think this is a band that changed out of the realm of things I like. They certainly aren't because I had their brand new album Graveyard Shift in my best of 2018. Yep. But they definitely made a very big change in their sound because what a lot of people don't know, and it's hard to find the music sometimes. I mean, you can do it, but you have to look for it. Yeah. They had two awesome EPs in 2007 and 2009. The first was called The Horror, and that's spelled W-H-O-R-R-O-R. And then the next one is When Love Met Destruction. And during this time, you know, they're kind of labeled as metalcore during this time, but really it's post-hardcore screamo. And just look at the track listing for what they're calling songs. I mean, one of them's called Just When You Thought We Couldn't Get Any More Emo, We Go and Pull a Stunt Like This. (laughs) And this is when, now, they change their sound, but they really never change their look. And I remember seeing Motionless and White during this time with these EPs out at a fucking VFW hall, playing for no one. They were like the second to last band for the you know the main act i don't think the main act is around anymore but they've just gotten exponentially much much bigger but i remember chris still dressed up in all the makeup and all the trench coat and all the black and the band's playing there in a vfw hall and people are like what the fuck is this and i'm just rocking the (laughs) fuck out i was like this is my music right here i remember going up to them like they were just super nice guys that were looking to make it buying their eps and giving them probably gas money you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if only then, if only I had the podcast back then, I could have had them at the start. But yeah, they definitely went, when they went to the full-length albums, into a metalcore, then into a mix of metalcore and industrial. Because you can definitely say for the last two to three albums, there's a huge influence from Marilyn Manson. Oh, definitely, yeah. But they still make it their own. Like, I wouldn't call them Manson songs. But you can definitely see that transition from Creatures on to Infamous. Like, it definitely happens. And I've liked their journey the whole entire way. But seriously, though, if you like that old school Screamo post-hardcore, put on those two EPs. Like, search them out. I know I have the physical CDs somewhere. Yeah, Yeah. like, I fucking love that. I have it in my car. Because Because for me, honestly, man, my, my, if I would to put them in loving memory, it would be from, I don't like them near as much now uh, as I used to. Sure. It was, it's kind of creative how we have kind of different ways, but I mean, you liked them all the way through, right. but I would say I favored them more around like the creatures and the even infamous sure. time era. And I understand that. I think there are definitely those people that feel the same way. I think they probably cherry picked fans from industrial and goth and they now have yeah. kind of overtaken for those other fans for sure. Because there are going to yep. be a, people that like the old stuff compared to this stuff. I happen to like all of it. But the whole point of the segment is to bring to light a band that maybe you don't know what they've been doing or you don't know their past. So a lot of people don't yep. know 
that there are EPs before Creatures. And now yeah. you can go look that up and go, holy shit, it's a completely different sound. I'll, do, I'll have to definitely check those out because I did really enjoy their early sound. I think in Love Met Destruction, before a breakdown, they literally say at one point, someone call a tow truck because this is a fucking breakdown. <laughs> oh my gosh. I fucking love <laughs> shit like that. I really do. I'm such a mark for the scene. I really am. <laughs> oh, yeah. But hey, that's in loving memory. I think we both did a good job on that. Oh, yeah. Dave, we have so much stuff. We have a brand new segment. I told people, I told people we were going to have way more segments coming in 2018. Some of them maybe even having females in them. Guess what? Ooh. This is one with a female. So here we go. Let's go to the brand new segment. All right, everyone, we are back. And it turns out what I said is true. We are introducing a brand new segment today. This is Lindsay's first time on Ian Hates Music. We have a female perspective. Everyone celebrate. This is the new segment, Lindsay Quit Lollygagging. Lindsay, take it away. Yo, I'm here to talk about like a female perspective on the scene and just about anything you ladies would like to talk about. So ladies, hit me up. I'm sure we'll talk about Twitter screen names and all that. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I really just wanted to talk about how females are just really underrepresented in the scene and really in music in general. Um, I actually found some really interesting stats on that. And fun fact, I found it in an AP article, <laughs> but I didn't. But but I didn't actually read the AP article. I only read the first four words according to this study. Okay. Then I clicked on the word study. <laughs> <laughs> well done because as a psych major you know that you don't actually read the article you read its sources right you know i'm surprised ap even cited the source <laughs> me, me too actually me too one of the girls in the other facebook group sent that to me i'm like i can't use that ian hates ap <laughs> <laughs> and they hate me that's the way it goes <laughs> but yeah um basically the percentage of female artists across 600 songs in 2017 was only 16.8%. The highest was 2016 with 28.1%. Maybe before going on from that, 600 songs of what? It just says, inclusion in the recording studio, examining 600 popular songs. So pop music then, maybe? Yes, yes. That seems really strange. That does, because majority of females are you know, pop artist. Right. And also what's kind of interesting as well, it is more of a behind the scenes side. The females are pushed aside as producers. The ratio of male to female producers across 300 popular songs is 49 to one. That seems more correct and not correct as in, yay, that's great. More men than women. More that I don't know very many women who are producers. So that's a very good point. I don't yeah. either. Hmm. And and there's also very few females as songwriters. And and, and they actually did a chart here comparing. And, and I can even send you all these if you'd like. Mm -hmm. In 2012, 
11% of females were songwriters, 89% were males. In 2013, 11.7% were females, 88.3% were males. In 2014, 12.7% were female, 87.3. And I'm going to jump all the way to 2017. 11.4% were females and 88.6% were males, being a total of 12.3% female and 87.7% male. I would say in the future, you can just read the female parts. We'll do. Yeah, because they were all in the 80s. That is pretty interesting. So then what is your take on that? Well, and and I have a very interesting take because actually I did go through my my library myself. Mm-hmm. I have 93 out of out of the 322 artists on my phone library are women. Now that does that does include, you know, female singer-songwriters, uh female fronted bands, um bands with like a backup female singer in them sure. or male female collabs. So you're almost at 30 something percent, right? Yes. Okay. So a little higher than what the stats are saying, but relatively close. I have a female. <laughs> and and, and, and I actually like to challenge you too. Well to kind of to, to kind of do that. We'll have to go back and look at that. I have I know for a fact <laughs> Spotify told me that I listened to over a thousand bands last year. Mm-hmm. So I have no idea. I would assume that I'm probably in that 30 percentile range as well. That'd mm-hmm. be my guess. Dave, what about you? Okay, so I, I was trying to go through my um, downloaded music, but since Apple Music completely erased my stuff, <laughs> I have to go through. Like, I went through my entire catalog. Right. And I, have, if I were to go through my entire catalog, I have uh, 3,200 artists mm-hmm. in there. Right. So that will literally take me all day. But I will say on my phone before, I would say I had roughly 500 yeah. ballpark downloaded. And I can say maybe seven of those were female fronted. So that <laughs> well, would be. <laughs> that's a good point, I'm though. Kidding. Here, here's the question, though. Let's even get away from percentages a little bit. What does that mean, though, that female fronted bands aren't, you know, at the top list? Why isn't it 50-50 or why isn't it 60-40? Is there some other reason why females aren't represented? Well, I mean, and I think it's because, I mean, I've done tons of music research. I even took a music history class in college. Mm -hmm. And even way back at the beginning of music, it it all was men. Women weren't really in the forefront, I don't think, really until maybe like the Motown jazz era. Mm -hmm. I mean, there were definitely, depending on year, there were things women just weren't allowed to do whatsoever so that part makes sense that it takes a little while to kind of balance out a little bit but i would have thought and it's i guess once again so i don't really listen to pop music whatsoever but normally when i hear about all the biggest and that might be where things are skewed a bit in a way when you talk Mm -hmm. percentages but when i think about the biggest pop singers i think taylor swift i think Katy perry I think Spice mm-hmm. Girls, Britney Spears, like all these you <laughs> yeah. know, people that I thought were the highest point of the industry. Well, and also I did happen, and I know we talked a little bit, a little bit about the Grannies last week, but 
um, I was just sitting in dinner watching the news and the day after the Grammys and it did come up that only one woman won a Grammy. I can't remember who I can't remember who it was, nor do I care. Sure. But <laughs> honestly, I thought I thought it was um I think Lord was the only female like nominee for like a lot of the the Grammys in general before like I think the solo artist type of thing. Um well, remember the best new could... artist was a woman. Yeah, that yeah, was a new yeah, yeah, woman. Yeah, 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 that's who that's oh, who okay. it was. All right. I do remember that being I don't remember the name, but I do remember that being there. No, was it Cardi B? Ariana something? Ariana Grande? Probably not. No, no. I if I heard it, I know <laughs> oh, who it was. Alessia? Yeah. Alessia something? Yes. I knew you would know, Ian. Yeah, the pop thing has me most confused. You know, I'm kind of surprised yeah. over that. And our yeah. scene, I, I understand. What more. about country music, well, though, it, too? Yeah, well, Ooh. it well, it, it, and I mean, I would like to try to find more research into that. I really, because, I mean, it's it's really hard to get, it's, there's not people writing music in our scene about, you know, but but actually, I really do think in our scene alone, there are a lot of female artists. I agree. I can say that. The question is, though, what does it mean? Like, is it a bad thing that percentage is lower? Like, does that need to be something that we worry about? It's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's not really necessarily a good thing, too. And I mean, it, it and and I and I noticed that more more females are really trying to get into the screaming scene and, you know, trying to trying to do that. Yeah, I think people need to step out of the the Paramore box. I think I think that's one of the problems that Absolutely. Paramore made, but also kind of created a zone that is really hard to break out of as a female because it does sound so good, but it's been done. I think it, it's been done multiple times now, and now you have people like mm-hmm. Lauren Babbitt who is really stepping out of that. Sure. And hopefully more people follow, more females follow what she's doing. But let me bring this up too, Dave and Lindsay. Let's hear what you have to say about this as well. Couldn't we be saying the exact same thing about male fronted bands as well? I mean, how many bands do we have that Dave, you and I say on the show, ah, do they really step out of their genre? You know what I mean? Do they make a mark? I think I have an answer for that. And it it might come off as kind of brutal, (laughs) but... It's true, okay? I mean, and as a male, you could have a singer like, as of now, we've a high-pitched singer like Kellen Quinn or Kyle Hollis, mm-hmm. friend of the show. But on the other end of the spectrum, you can have someone like uh, Andy from uh, Black Veil Rides, sure. and you can have someone like, I don't know, I should say more aggressive, like uh, August Burns Red or something like that, you know? While in a female the vocal like they're just vocally right now they can sound like paramore and if they go too soft you get more of a pivris and aggressive is right now is lauren babbitt they, there's like there's no in between that i wish yeah. they would what if they were well, two wouldn't you say two vocalists a female man a screamer and a so you're vocalist. forgetting about conquer divide then because that's exactly what you just mentioned that they, they do have two? Yeah, it's one who does unclean vocals and one that does the clean vocals. It's exactly the same setup as every other metalcore band, but with all women. I'll have to check that out. Oh, you guys don't know I mean, yeah, Conquer Divide? Problem, we don't know who they are. Oh, yeah. their album's amazing. They've had one, hopefully a new one's coming out this year as well. But I've seen them live like five times as well. So I'm just saying, not that 
they don't exist, I guess. I mean, you know, we can start naming off women bands, but like to me, Dave, we just talked about this band on the show. I see yeah. Rivals as a band in that middle ground. So I know, but I need them to be popular now. I think that's <laughs> where, it, where it needs to happen. They will be. It, it hasn't. Mm-hmm. They will be. Yeah. For I sure. hope. No, they're going to be huge. Huge, like Donald Trump says. They're going to be huge. <laughs> huge. <laughs> but I guess the question that I always wonder about, because it is an interesting topic to talk about, would I be upset if the ratio was opposite? So if it was, you know, 70% women. Would you? And that's the thing. As, I As a male. I wouldn't. Because... I don't know. Maybe it is because I'm a male and this is how I have grown. Wow, I just self-identified as a male. This is the first time on the show. Ooh. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. But my whole life, I have never been like, wow, there's a male as president. I can be president. Wow, a man walked on the moon. I can walk on the moon. Like, Superman's a man, even though he's an alien. I could be Superman. Like, I never thought that way but maybe if I were female and didn't have those people there in place, maybe I would think I couldn't do that. But Lindsay, that's your thing to say right now. That's what is your opinion on that? Oh, absolutely. And I, I think that if if the roles were reversed, and if say you know females were the dominant gender in that, um, and that oh, they, they did all the things, you know, females walked on the moon, females were president and not males, mm-hmm. and females didn't ruin the world by female eating the apple. <laughs> but anyway. We're bringing in fake stories from religion. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, look, we can get Jackson back on the show, and we can have a whole debate. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> well, would you – oh, sorry. Did you actually answer the question? Because I have another question for you. Um. I, I don't think I did. Okay. I think I went totally off topic with the religion topic. Go ahead. It's just something that, you know, as women, you know, we think about because because we don't feel like we're the dominant gender. Mm-hmm. We don't feel like we can do things as much as men can, even though, you know, we should know that by now the women empowerment movement, women's march, mm-hmm. Me Too movement. So, and, you know. No, very true. Well, then think about it this way. So if the roles were reversed and you were in the position as males are right now. Would you feel happy that women controlled more of the industry than men? I probably wouldn't. Right. I don't. I don't think I would. And I think. I think that goes now. I know Dave is a huge sexist, so maybe. Oh yeah. <laughs> maybe it's not true. I tried to identify as female for this bit, but Ian said I was too ugly. <laughs> oh, so I'm the sexist one now. Oh, okay. Yeah, you said I was too ugly. I just tell the truth on the show. Sorry, buddy. But here's, uh, here's the thing, though. You don't lie. I would say that Dave and I would, in general, like, I'm not happy right now that men have more people, you know, in the music industry. That's not something that I'm like, yes, we did it. I just don't care. I don't necessarily prefer women over men for music because I like both. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Dave, what do you think? Um. Yeah, I... I do enjoy, I mean, as of lately, I mean, I think we've had almost every week now, we've had a female-fronted band. Mm -hmm. You know, I think we started off with The Animal and Me. Oh, sure, yeah. And I've enjoyed, I think, every single female, especially this week, because it is in that middle group. But I would really like for one to break out more than what they do, because 
everyone just automatically puts a female fronted band in two genres right now, Paramore or Pivris. I feel like we do need more coverage on these female fronted bands. Like there's just not enough. I would also say to that, that a lot of times when a band does get popular for being female fronted producers and, you know, management and all that kind of stuff, they always look for that because you can really promote and market a female fronted band. Yes. Yeah. And now that's and, a double and, standard. And especially just because, yeah, absolutely. And especially just because females are just so sexualized mm-hmm. anyway. Right. Look at Ash. Oh, last week. for sure. Yeah, she's going to be on another cover, I'm sure. Perfect example. Right. And, yeah. and, and I don't even have to see the cover to know. Right. <laughs> no, no, for sure. I think that's a reason why I've always been a little surprised that female-fronted bands haven't been more popular in our scene. Because think about it this way, right, Dave? We go to a show and we love the music, but then it also gives us something to look at. Where, Lindsay, you have maybe a lot more you know, male bands that you can watch and be attracted to while you like their music as well. Who's to say I don't like looking at females either? Who knows? See? <laughs> I'm just Yeah, but well, look, I don't assume, but that's that's exactly <laughs> the point is, you know, depending on what you're attracted to, if you enjoy men more, then the music industry is perfect for you because that's what you get to look at. For us who enjoy looking at women more, we actually have less to look at. And that means we're around 14 and 15-year-old girls for a lot of the shows that we go to, which is weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is. It really is. And I don't feel sorry for you guys in a bit. You should not. <laughs> I am not saying that whatsoever. <laughs> so, yeah, it is a very interesting topic, that is for sure. So, Lindsay, is there anything else that you wanted to mention? I don't think so. Well, I think that was a good first segment. I liked it. Well done. I liked it. I sure did. Does that get the two thumbs Approved. up? Very nice. Yep. Very nice. So, Lindsay, I want you to say the name of your segment again so it gets in everyone's head so they always remember. All right. It's Lindsay quit lollygagging. And can I have a final word? <laughs> yes. Yes, you can. I was going to ask that, actually. I'm going to piggyback on Dave when I say he said I quit being a dick, quit being a whore. Oh, <laughs> you're kicked off the show already. We can't have words like that Just on the kidding. show. <laughs> That's not my final words. <laughs> well, then what are nope. your final words? Oh, I didn't think I'd get this far. <laughs> <laughs> you thought we just stopped recording a while back, been like, nope, this isn't going to work. <laughs> well, um, you can follow me on every pretty much every social media platform there is. I'm at Linz with three, with three Zs, Faith across the board. Ian loves my Twitter. He favorites it all the time. I'm like, what in the world do you see in that? All the time. It happens all the time. <laughs> I'm like, maybe I'm funny. Yeah, it happens. Thank you, Lindsay, very much. This was a very good first segment. And I believe we are going to try and make this like a weekly or bi-weekly thing as well. So that just means you have a lot of research to do. Okay. All right, Dave. Well, you know what that means. I think, I forget how we edited this, but... This is going to be now into in loving memory or the end of the show so everyone can be surprised however it turns out. That'll do. Yeah, I was about to say, where were you? Okay, there we go.
All right, Dave, it is the end of the show. Do that thing you do. Everyone go ahead and like, subscribe, tell a friend, and rate and review. Um, Ian put out, really right before this episode, another conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, check him out. And I'm pretty sure there's a Ian Hates Movies come out over the weekend, if yep. I'm not mistaken. Another one, yep. So right there, right there's how many hours of your day you can spend. I mean, roughly five to six hours right there. I have no free time. <laughs> so right right there it is. Check them out. Like I said, I think it's most important just to tell a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, don't be afraid to contact us. It's always fun to hear your guys' opinions. I got a whole bunch this week over Don Bronco. So <laughs> when they hear this, maybe they'll understand a little bit better. Very true. What do you have for them? So once again, I mean, what Dave said is definitely correct. Sharing it with a friend, sharing it on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that kind of stuff really helps. You can also follow us on Twitter, on Instagram. It's at Ian Hates Podcast. On Facebook, it's facebook.com slash Ian Hates. And then you can email me, ianhates at gmail.com. Give us some hate mail. You know, we haven't had that for a little while. That's a nice segment. We are starting to change segments a little bit. Like I said, we probably have to retool, break down from the past a little bit. We also have a new one from Hater Chris that we are going to look into. There's lots of stuff to go over. Plus, I'm not sure if it happened yet, but we did try a brand new segment. So I'm not going to thank her right now if it didn't actually happen. But Yeah, and I might have another segment idea to tell you after the show. See? Look at that tease. Look at that tease. So... The Ian Hates conversation that just came out this week was Sean Dowling of the band Synapses Firing. It took me a little while to get the conversation together, but I think it's so damn good. I really enjoyed it. It's a long one, too. We went really in-depth, so I think you're really going to enjoy it. Plus, I will make the announcement right here, right now. One of the Ian Hates conversations that has already been recorded is none other than Capstan. Oh, thank goodness. That was a good one. For sure. So lots of stuff coming out. I have a brand new interview tomorrow as well. So I am trying to work through all of these to get these out to everyone for sure. There are just not enough hours in the day. I know I say that. It's very cliche, but it is very, very true. Yeah, you're you're really like you're going to live to be like maybe 55 years old from like sleep deprivation. I would say late 30s. Late 30s, yeah, sorry. Sure. Fair enough. That was giving you a benefit of the doubt. Nope, but. don't do that. So, <laughs> But other than that, guys, I think that's enough to talk about, really. I mean, there's a lot of stuff coming out, but as you can tell, weather and doing so many podcasts really do affect my voice. So it's probably better to end right here. Dave, do you have any final words for everyone? Don't be a dick, guys. And I will leave you the way I always do, long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone. So goodbye to
So I'll run.